2: Everybody on your feet step into our stadium hi. You know what we about to do Woo. Come and represent your colors But you leaving black We'll be back, We're back. Once, again. Once again Tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your friends friend. See it's time. time Once again Come back out the stadium and watch them win. win It's good to be home where these tigers roam But where yeah. we do the tiger walk And all we get the crunk home I see an Auburn, sends a chill to your bones. you don't believe me, you pack your bags, we'll meet you at the Georgia Dome. This is beneficial, Auburn tailgate, don't We live it cause you know we're ah. Never can deny it all in Titans, always it's a devoted. And when we on the field, you better bag bag. You in the jungle, homie, do you understand that? Yeah. Let me tell you this: it's only one new way to Beef, yeah, it's what's Wait, girl. Girl. and when you stare into the We paid the calls ah! to take over the SEC, knock these other teams no, out. You into our stadium, the top, we float off. So go ahead, all we let 'em know.
3: My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. So glad to be back for the year twenty nineteen. So excited for new year, new me, new sports, new everything. Just very excited to see um conference basketball back back playing and college football seasons come to an end and uh NFL playoffs are starting to get in the high kick in the high gear as well. Uh but you know how we do first things first things first, we always gotta do the devotional here uh on the on the crew. So you already know what's gonna happen, man. This is from our friends at Intouch Ministries and uh this one is a good one. This one's uh from Proverbs chapter sixteen verses seventeen through twenty. And it goes like this The highway of the upright of the upright is to depart from evil. He who watches his way preserves preserves his life. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling. It is better to be humble in spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He who lives, who gives attention to the word will find God and is blessed he who trusts in the Lord. The Christian life is a, is a long walk that begins at salvation and ends in heaven. And along the way are obstacles to overcome and dangers to avoid. One such hazard is is the spiritual landmine of pride. It is an explosive device that that has been that's been buried in the ground to cause great physical harm. Pride may lay hidden and unrecognized in our heart, causing spiritual damage in both our life and in our relationship with the Lord. Our enemy Satan lays spiritual landmines in our path to trip us up, and and one of his most effective ones is pride. Therefore, it's imperative that we learn to, de- to detect it quickly, quickly in order to guard against sin. Often we are slow to see and admit that we have a problem with pride because it tends to hide behind our feelings of inadequacy. Whatever the form, pride is all about self. It may be displayed with loud self-promotion or quiet self-reflection, but the root is all the same. It's a vain attempt to fill an area of personal emptiness, but God alone can fill that void, and the only way to come to him is in humility. Proverbs 16 and 5 says, Everyone who is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. That's why we cannot serve him by clinging to our own self-importance. When God is given second place in our life, the work of the Holy Spirit is hindered. Then we make foolish mistakes because we are focused not on him, but on ourselves. The key to overcoming pride is to fix our eyes on God and the depth of his character. His, he alone is worthy of all exaltion. Some heavy stuff right there, man. And it kind of spoke to me, too, because... We all have our personal pride, we all have our personal demons. But until we let those personal prides and personal demons go, we're gonna be living in our own personal hell. Just a little bit of a little bit of thought there. Hope that you guys were listening to that. We're gonna take a quick station break, we'll be right back. We're gonna come back and talk national championship and talk some future college football players. Y'all stay tuned. So the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. New year, new me. The main event, 2019. Let's just jump right into it, man. We 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 all saw what happened on Monday night, man. And a lot of people are talking about: Is this the end of Nick Saban? Is this the end of his run? Is this the rise of of Dabo and? you know Alabama and Clemson you know against the rest of everybody else kind of kind of interesting comments that uh Dabo said, you know. So, here's my think on here's my thinking on that. And and I'll give you my thought on what Deshaun Watson said during that game as well. Looking at looking at the game as a whole, Tua did not play bad at all. Two interceptions, 295 yards. They also put up about 400, almost 500 yards of total offense. But they couldn't do anything in the final third of the field. They couldn't score touchdowns. That front four, Clemson, came at him from every angle. And Brent Venable's coach defense is just That I think that's become Alabama's kryptonite and then the fact of the matter Is that you have four different Offensive coordinators in the last four years And you're about to have five and five Does not help at all Either so Where does that leave Alabama At this point Not exactly At square one because they don't rebuild They reload You look at Clemson Clemson has a team, has potential, has a has the recruiting power to, I think, win two, three, four national championships. As Deshaun Watson says, I, I can't see four straight national championships, but I can see, I can see at least one, maybe two more, one maybe two more T Rex. T-Rex says, "Mm, no, not really, yeah, he's not in his head, yeah. But I I tend to think it's going to be Clemson and Auburn. Clemson and Alabama, I'm sorry. Auburn's going to have a chance to be involved, but I think they're going to be bridesmaids just like Georgia is. But don't get me wrong, Auburn's got some great got Great recruiting class coming in Georgia's got a great recruiting class coming in And I'm starting to like The quarterback situation At Auburn too, as well I mean I really do I mean You got four quarterbacks that can ball <laughs> That can really ball out Joey Gatewood showed up, showed, showed up a little bit During that Music City Bowl Malik Willis Is always going to be Malik Willis I think he gets more playing time, and as he becomes the incumbent starter, or so they say, or the starter by default. I think you're gonna see a lot of a lot of competition. I mean, Bo Nix is an early enrollee. Court Sandberg, you know, is a 23-year-old former baseball player who was an old Miss recruit. And also Joey Gatewood. Again, I mean four guys right there who can really play play the game of football and they play the game all kinda of, all kinds of different. You know, we got the speed guy in Malik in Malik who can also throw the ball fairly well, even though he hasn't shown that he can throw the ball as much. You have a guy in Court Sandberg who's a lefty who can throw the ball, who can spin it, probably better than anybody. Mm. Joey Gatewood is a true dual threat quarterback who can who can also spin the ball down the field. So you got four quarterbacks that can really do do the things that they can do. But my favorite in in, in all those four, Bo Nix. But I think Bo Nix will play as a true freshman. Looking at Alabama, two is the guy. But don't get me wrong, Paul Tyson, who is the grandson of Bear Bryant, who's also a four-star quarterback from Hewitt Trustville, who also signed with uh, Alabama, who's the early enrollee. Talia Tagovailoa, who is, to his little brother, is also an an Alabama signee. You know, so the cover's not unbear at at Alabama at all. And for those who think that that Alabama's going to fall off, the Joel Clats of the world and people like that. The ACC haters. I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. I just think that there's there's some re that needs to be done organizationally at Alabama. Like any other organization, you got to address it from the top. You know, you're losing four assistants in, in the same offseason. I mean... Kind of throws a monkey wrench in everything that you want to do But still Still got a good Got a good squad coming out So That being said I mean This is a a time This is a time That That those who think that Alabama is vulnerable They better take They better take heed to it Very much so take heed to it Because the ACC as a whole is nowhere near as good as the SEC, but you've got some great schools that are coming up. The Syracuse of the world, the that mama Syracuse, <laughs> you know, teams you saw last year, ten win season. Um, North, uh, NC State is a good good team that's coming up. Wake Forest could be could be could be a team that could. Um, Shock a lot of people I mean Sam Hartman is a Was a true freshman And threw almost 3,000 yards At Wake Forest last year So So I mean You're looking at You're looking at Different players At, at the SEC That's really really good And also And also A school Dare I say Of Miami With A new head coach Which I don't like The way Mark re- Retired In that manner But You know, it is what it is. I mean, I'm just going to leave it at that. Leave that there where it is. But getting back to the National Championship game, that was a mismatch from the beginning. I mean, I I just see it. I saw it as a mismatch. I thought Clemson would win that ballgame just on the arm of Trevor Lawrence himself. he did not disappoint. He did not disappoint whatsoever. So, I I can't see anybody else doing the things that he and Chase Bryce did over the course of last season, especially with the controversy that is with now former my former Clemson quarterback Kelly Bryant, where you know they made the change right there at the quarter of the season. So, and it was a change for the better. Now I can only imagine if Trevor Lawrence actually started that season from the jump. How how would that how would that react? I mean, you've got three guys. You got two quarterbacks. Your backup quarterbacks won state championships the same year. <laughs> you know, Chase Bryce at, at at Grayson, and Trevor Lawrence at at uh, Cartersville. I mean, they both won state championships at the Georgia, and now they're both national champions, and they both contributed to that national championship run. Chase Bryce with, the, with that game-winning drive against against Syracuse, and then of course you all saw what Trevor Lawrence did over the course of the season. You know, thirty-two hundred eighty yards, uh, over over thirty to over twenty touchdowns, four interceptions. I think it was twenty-four and four, if I'm mistaken. Thirty touchdowns and four interceptions for your first your first your first year you six five percent passing, 3,200 yards, thirty touchdowns, four interceptions, and then you had a couple. Then you had a couple of running running touchdowns on top of that. That I mean, that's a typical Clemson offense. Brad Scott, that was ready. Stand up, take a bow. You know, you 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 did something that that everybody else was was dreaming of doing. <laughs> I mean <laughs> twenty eight point win you hold you hold Alabama to under seventeen points, which I thought was gonna be obvious. I thought it was gonna be a low scoring game. But I mean Gee whiz. I don't know what else to say about it. But we're going to take a quick session break We'll be right back We're going to talk some We're going to talk some we're going to talk some, uh, some NBA Little James Harden I want everybody's opinion on that Y'all stay tuned
2: You know we've been going through this Rough patch for a while now and It's finally reached its breaking point You want to leave And I can't stop That's what you want to do. But I really don't want you to go. Maybe you'll understand it better if I say it this way. Baby, please forgive me for the things I've done. Because I didn't treat you like you were the only one. Then I'm not
1: out of time.
2: Before you go
0: Black crime, rubbers and packs down, plus everybody's high, You doped up the ass, why? Watching our hometown fall, witness the end. It's like we don't believe in God, cause we live in sin. I asked my homie on the block, why he strapped. He laughed, pointed his pistol. As a cop car passed, it blast, just another murder. Nobody mourns no more. My tear drops getting bigger, but can't figure what I'm crying for. Is it the miniature casket's little babies? Victims of a stretch from drug dealers gone crazy. Visions of how the block was Crack came and it was strange how it rocked us Perhaps the underlying facts They hard explain to us. All I see is terror I hate the man in the mirror Cause his reflection Makes the pain turn realer Times of Armageddon Murder and mass amounts In a society We're only getting The cash counts. I started out as a beginner Into the criminal lifestyle Became a sinner I make my money And vacate he made prison We're from the chosen One to outcast Unforgiven And all the Hennessy And we can't hide The pain I feel inside You know It's like I'm living Just to die I fall on my knees And beg for mercy Not knowing if I'm worthy Living life Thinking no man can hurt me I lay me down to sleep Before you touch me Look at all the shit You did to me My misery I rose up from the slums Made it out the flames In my search for fame Will I change In the matter Who do you believe in
2: Faith and Allah, believe in me and this plastic Cause so far I done witnessed too many dead niggas and caskets. Chest plate stretched like elastic, and what's worse, I'm on front line, holding down camp, still matching her, my cousin, one of the old heads from the block, just came home, October 95, back in Yardsville, stuck with a three to five if he don't act up. Now he realized if you don't stay wise, then in this game you fuck, talk to my baby girl, give me the word on what she heard, one of the grimies, snitching diamond, a stupid. pigeon, I talked to him, he said he did my man said he did, in fact
0: he's sure, cause he just came home off a of bed. Now tell me, who you believe in? I put my faith in God, bless the still. That's who I believe in. Before I'm leaving the mask in the grieving. Oh, what do you believe in? Who do you believe in? I put my faith in God, bless this grieving. And even though it's hard, that's who I believe in. Before I'm leaving the mask in the grieving. What do, do, do you believe in? Who do you believe in? I put my faith in God, bless the grieving. And even though it's hard, that's who I believe in. Before I'm leaving, the masking, the grieving. Who do you believe in? Who do you believe in? I put my faith in God, bless and still grieving And even though it's hard, that's who I believe in. Before I'm leaving, the masking, the grieving. Who do you believe in? Who do you believe in? I put my faith in God, bless and still breathing. And even though it's hard, that's who I believe in.
3: To the press box and the tailgate crew, my name is Jermaine. The main event, the main event is in the building. Back again for the 2019 Live by Tans Network. Hey, special shout out to Clearwater Vodka, the newest vodka on the market. Check them out, ClearwaterVodka.com. Oh man, waiting on that box, man. I'm waiting on that box, bro. I'm trying to trying to get trying to get some of that Clearwater Vodka in my system. See how see how it's gonna go, but uh another story for another day. Not trying to go back to my drunken days, so you know how that goes. We're gonna talk some NFL playoffs, man, and uh the Saturday game is gonna be very, very interesting to me. Um You got the four teams you got three teams with you got four teams with a Super Bowl ambitions. You got one team that has probably the best the best quarterback in the in the in the league along with one of the most inspirational stories in the league in the first matchup in the divisional round and that's the Chiefs and the Colts. Number one seed Chiefs with that noodle arm guy named Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he has a noodle arm guys. He, his arm is not as strong as y'all think it is. Just putting it out there. I mean my mama can make them throws that he makes. All right, I'm lying. I'm, I'm I'm lying. Let's just put it that way. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love love what he does. I love what he's done in regards to transforming that Chiefs team and and learning under Alex Smith and uh, making that team his own. I love I love uh, I love the way he throws the ball. I love the way he he's a true student of the game and. Andrew Luck, I mean, what what else can we say about Andrew Luck? I mean, everybody, like, wrote him off as being dead and gone, and he's come back and he's second in the league in, in uh, touchdown passes this season and uh, over 40 touchdown passes. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with either one of these teams. And I, while I like, I like that the Chiefs are going to put up points, I think the Colts are going to put up points. I think the Colts, uh, they have a running game that that the Chiefs have not seen this year. Even even with the the game against the Rams, you know that was an epic game, you know, and that further lets me know that the Thursday night game needs to go away. these to it needs to cease and exist from from the planet uh, in the NFL. Um, Looking at looking at the Chiefs, looking at the Colts, I love Andrew Luck. I think Andrew Luck is a comeback player of the year. I also think that the MVP, you're looking at the MVP of the league, and, and Patrick Mahomes in this game as well. You know, he of the Heinz fifty-seven, uh, he of the, um, <laughs> yeah, he of the Heinz fifty-seven commercials that he's going to be shooting in the next in the next uh, few months. Well, he's going to be promoting Hines and as as a part of his uh, endorsements, um, his endorsements, and it's going to be funny to hear that voice, man. I mean, it's country, it's squeaky, but at the same time, it's proper. How are you going to have a country proper squeaky voice, I man? I just don't. I, I don't see. I don't see how that happens. I just don't see how that happens. But just to listen to Patrick Mahomes talk. He's a very intelligent guy. Listen to Andrew Luck talk about this game. Very, very high on very, very high on Patrick Mahomes himself. This is gonna be a great game to watch. Four thirty five, uh four thirty five game. I'm gonna be watching this game. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs in this. I, I like the Chiefs. I, I like the secondary. Um uh, if Eric Berry is healthy, he's gonna play. Um Travis Chelsea, I think he's I think he's the difference. Uh, The tight end Travis Chelsea, and I think that running game with Tyreek Hill and 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 those guys I just think that that's that's the major difference in this game uh, For the Chiefs, So I think the Chiefs will win this game. I think it's gonna be a closer than expected game I think the Chiefs will win 27-24 Moving on to the second game, I mean Jared Goff another MVP contender do I think that he's going to win the MVP this year? No, but I think that he's going to he's going to be one of those players that if he doesn't make the Super Bowl, he's going to he's going to play in that Pro Bowl. He's going to put up some pretty good numbers in the Pro Bowl. And the and the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, and and what he's done, and and Ezekiel Elliott, and what they've done. You know, and making the making the Cowboys what they are. They, I mean, they're they're back to being that quote unquote almost elite status. And with the Cowboys, that's where they want to be at. And the friendly confines of the L.A. Coliseum is going to be very good for the Rams. I think the Rams, I think Sean Bay's going to put together a a a run first a run first type of game plan tonight. I think. You're gonna see a lot of Ty Gurley, you're gonna see a lot of Malcolm Brown. And then you're gonna see some play action out of out of Jerry Goff because I mean, that's pretty much what the what the whole offense is predicated on is the running game and then the play action. That's how it sets up a lot of touchdowns for Jared Goff. You know, when you've got that, that safety you got that, that uh those those safety blankets, you know, in the backfield with you and Malcolm Brown and, and Ty Gurley. And then you have got some great receivers like a Brandon, like a Brandon Hooks, and and and, and, and players like that. You know, you're missing a Cooper Cup, but you're not missing, but you're not missing it much because because of the way the 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 way that the uh, running backs can catch the ball, they can get out and run routes. You know, if they have to. So that's gonna be a fun game to watch, um, watching the Cowboys and how they're gonna match up. In the secondary against though the secondary and in that in that front seven against a really good offensive line for the for the Rams, and that's on the flip side as well. If you look at the front seven for the Rams and Aaron Donald and the way that he plays, uh, the way that he plays he's probably one of the best one of the, probably one of the best defensive players we have in the league against probably one of the better offenses in the league in. in In the Cowboys, are the Cowboys going to run that Aaron Donald? Aaron Donald is a great open field tackler. So, and that and that secondary is is a pretty good open field tackling team themselves. So, this could be one of those whoever has the ball last kind of deals can win the ball game. I like I like the Cowboys in this game. Only because I think the Cowboys has a has a better secondary than I think the Cowboys have a better secondary than the Rams do. I think the running game of the Cowboys will will, will uh, rule the day. I think the line of scrimmage battle will be won by the Cowboys at the end of everything. That's why I think the Cowboys win. But I would not be surprised if Sean McVay and and that defensive staff bring together. Something special in that game as well, and win that game. I just I, I can I can see it going either way, but this one this one I, I a lot of people think it's gonna be high scoring. I think it's gonna be high scoring too. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 38. I'm gonna say uh 41 35. Cowboys. I think the Cowboys can score points with. I think the Cowboys can score points. Uh, with, I think the Cowboys can score points with with the Rams. I mean, especially with the with the receivers that they have now. And of course, I don't think I don't think anybody else would agree with me on that. Especially T Rex. I don't think T Rex would agree with me that the Ram that the Rams will will, uh, will win this game. I think he I think he thinks the Cowboys are gonna win. Which I think that's what he just said too. He gave me a thumbs down. Uh, so. So um, I mean I, I'm looking forward to that game as well, but the game that everybody wants to talk about, and I think the game I think I think this should be the primetime game tomorrow, but it's actually the 105 game tomorrow. That's the Patriots and the and the, and the Chargers. I, I'll say this about the Chargers: the Chargers have the best record <laughs> in the league. But they also have the lowest seed left. They're they're five seed with a twelve and four record. How did that work out? Well, you lose the division championship to to the Chiefs and And you're not a division winner. That's pretty much how that happened. I mean you go from number one to number five. I mean and that that's sad. I mean, a twelve and four team like the Chargers have to be road warriors, and it is very well possible that you know your five and six seeds could, could potentially win. Could potentially be in the in the uh, in the AFC championship game. You know, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs wins. Like I said earlier, but the Chargers and the Patriots. I think. I just think that the Patriots. The Patriots are vulnerable this year, and a lot of people are are saying that Patriots are vulnerable this year because of some of the mistakes that that have been made, some of the some of the moves that have been made, some of the injuries that they've had. But don't get me wrong. I love I love the receivers that they have there. I think that they got some great receivers. I think everybody smiles, about smile as Wayne Corbett, but, you know, I mean, who am I to judge? I mean, I'm not a professional football player, even though I should have been. You know, I would have been a partner. But either way it goes, I mean, you know, segue not mean, not meant to be done there, but looking at, looking at this game, you're looking at two guys over 50,000 yards passing, only the third time that that's ever happened. And... I love the quote that Tom Brady said about, about um Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is, is chasing the championship, but Philip Rivers is also one of the gentlemen of the game. He's one of the gentle giants of the game. You know, over fifty thousand yards, he's been loyal to the to the San Diego LA Chargers for the better part of a decade and a half now. And this is the time where they need to strike while the iron's hot. And they're a hot team right now. They're really good. They got great. They got a great offense. They got a great defense. It's not the Sean Merriman type defense, but it's a great defense nonetheless. Do I think they win against the Patriots? I think they. I think they hold serve against the Patriots. I think they do beat the Patriots, but I think that it's going to be closer than the people think it's gonna be it's gonna be down to the wire and it may come down to the leg of other Nick Rose or Steven Goskowski. And Steven Goskowski has been relatively relatively surprisingly inadequate this year. That's not to take anything away from his leg, which is still one of the most powerful legs in the league. But just to look at what you could possibly have with the Patriots a potential dynasty. I mean, a potential change of the guard, so to speak. I mean, if you have a Brady versus Mahomes matchup next week, or if you have a Mahomes Rivers third time around. Round three, I just, I, I I don't know. I think a lot of people want to see, wanna see the change of the guard. I want to see the change of the guard. I think, you know, I think Tom Brady has about four or five more years in him, three years in him left because he's hardly ever hurt and he's hardly ever injured. I can see Tom Brady doing this another three years. Do I see him winning the six Super Bowl? Yeah, it's hard to say. T Rex six Super Bowl, thumbs up, thumbs down. What? T Rex gives me a thumbs up that that uh, Tom Brady gets the six Super Bowl. Yeah, all right, I I I I guess I mean. Anything's possible. I mean, look at George Foreman, he won a he won a championship at forty six, so you know so you know, with a hope and a prayer. So you know how that goes. So I'm huh, I'm I'm ready to see that. I'm ready to see that. I'm really I'm ready to see that. That matchup. And that's tomorrow, that's the early game tomorrow. And the late game tomorrow. Another another game of, of first. First time in the NFC playoffs that two in, that two Super Bowl MVPs will be going head to head, and I am not one. I'm not going to uh, bet against a guy like Nick Foles who is just unbeatable right now, but. I can't bet against Drew Brees either. But after that, after that debacle that that um, but after that debacle that that the, that the Eagles had against the Saints in New Orleans earlier in the season, where they lost by forty, do you really think I'm gonna bet against bet against a guy like Drew Brees? I mean, I know the NFL Network's got their shrine for Nick Foles. But the Indians also had a trail of tears. Well, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that, but, I mean, let me think about this here. The Eagles and the Saints. NFL Super Bowl MVP In in Drew Brees All time leading passer Drew Brees Nick Foles Undefeated in the playoffs Super Bowl MVP Comes back in Where Carson Wentz has another season Ending injury And yet He's still Willing to see the victory I, I I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to even. It's hard to even even. Pick pick this game because If you pick against Drew Brees Then Drew Brees goes out and throws over 600 yards and 7 touchdowns And beats you handily But If you pick against the Eagles The Eagles find a way To win win, And then They go back to the Super Bowl And do the dang thing all over again So, who do I pick in this game? Picking. I ain't picking, but I will say this. A 40-point loss carries more weight than a quarterback who's just hot in the postseason. I'll just put it that way. So, with that being said, I still ain't picking that game. So, You know what? I tell you what. I'm going to take a quick station break. I'm going to let that marinate for a minute. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to give you my prediction on that game. Y'all stay tuned.
2: And the mm-hmm. source. Four magazine covers and by coastal walls, before animal to man walked on all fours to walk upright, where hearts were still pure. Started gaining the senses, putting the hands where eyes could see. Genesis busts arise, was the place to be? For the beautiful struggle, it was quality music. Our reflection is eternal. Now really, what are we proving? Lyrics written to inspire, and no our words mercenaries for hire. Tongues split like snakes, spin venom, a hot like fire. Ghost pepper turner, ghost face killers, the big chains of Wu Tang in Thirty six chambers, training the master forever. In between beefs and messes, I'm looking for the glow You peek out and keep your tail feather Cause at the end of it, it's all part of myself I'm black gold, return turn it to the soil, you receiving an Are oil Are you listening? Are you consciously aware of what You're taking in from the lips of your you swear? Are you curious of what's eating out your soul? Blooming. Need us some room to breathe deep, learning from the dreams of so my sleep zoos and out of my mind. The only freedom is being the only way of seeing is believing and keep reaching in mind. It's time to remember that rap is hip-hop, a child, a poet you not bagged up and zipped up, not riding in the doom of doom. Shot up from clips up to waist song low. And natural born killers, fathers they don't know. Well how we supposed to grow up, skin thick and it stay tough in a world where peace keepers, keep us below us. Will it be all one people. Today's news to see through, see through you. Really wish this was a complete free world A good old place to race for boys and girls In a world that tests nuclear bombs That take three of to raise a network Brainwashed us to keep us cursed Are you listening? Are you consciously aware of what you're taking in? From the lips of your heart you to it? Are you curious of what's eating out your soul? Oh.
0: Conversation the two time about me and you, but nothing definite. I'm unaware of your feelings. I'm mute. So what's to mind? You findin' I'm feeling your vibe. My mama Them telling that love is blind. No, never go stop till I make you mine. Never know I'm stalking tight. Just trying to find that switch to hope for me with right delights. I'm on my grown, man, and I know you know the deal. We've been kicking for a minute. Now I think it's time to chill on this feel. Your day I'm feeling alright, gotta get my head right.
1: Baby, got me daydreaming. Your it's just so good to be true All I ever think about is you, you, you Boy, you got me checking my phone every five seconds You're just so good, I just can't help it. Everything's still so right Boy, you stay on my mind like who I swear it's true Can't get enough of your love By my side, passenger side, do you think that you can handle it? Cause if so, then let me know. Cause boy, I love the way. And think about it I get the little butterflies inside my stomach Like you just know what to say A do that makes me just want to love you Every time I look into your eyes I get deeper and deeper into your baby Baby, 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 baby I just gotta have your love Won't you be my lover and my best friend Stick with me till the very end You're my back oh, And I love you I never wanna let you go, boy. I just really, really gotta know if you do the way I do about you before. To the little things you do that make me wanna fall asleep. And the way you smile at
2: least
0: Made me that so weak in the knee. Everything just feels so bright And I just got to make you mind Yeah You that feel like feel tight Make a playground live right your chocolate got me wanna do anything for a clown that and they talking sexual I'm talking about how your mind breaks it's straight fit tight got me like. What did you do when you used to all of these losers and losers always be choosing and winning? The ones that claim independent from the beginning, I
1: realized you were different. And from then on, I've been savoring every instant, an opportunity, hoping it could be you and me making possible unity. Loving ain't nothing new to me, walking together suitably loving until I eulogies. I know you feel me, D, What's the deal, B? I love.
3: Back the press box on the tailgate crew. My name is Dream. The main event is in the building. So excited, man! 2019, New Year, New Me. Live by Test Network. We back on the air. Shout out to my man T Rex. Also, shout out to some of the some of the major contributors, uh, major contributors, and major followers and friends of the show of the Live by Test Network and also of uh, the Tailgate Crew show to the hype magazine, hype magazine dot com. I am you natural hair products and CC Vance. You wanna go check her stuff out, man? This is some great stuff, man. T Rex actually uses this stuff on his beard, which is like all gray. I was like all black. And I'm like all jealous. So uh go check it, go check her out. I, I am you.com. dot com that's you with two Us. Also man special shout out to College Underground Radio and uh, and all things the storm radio DJ Clue and those guys. Thank you for being for being um helping us out and being great, great, great ambassadors to to our shows here on the Live by Tash Network. Also, shout outs to uh, Scott Smith, who's a uh, who's a contributor to the Tailgate Crew show. Today is his birthday, and uh, wanted to send out a special happy birthday to you. As well, but the question at hand was, who do I think will win between the Saints and the, and the Eagles? And I'm gonna go. I mean, like I like I said, forty point win by the by the Saints carries a lot of weight with me. I'm gonna go with the Saints. I think the Saints are gonna win again. I think they'll win by at least three touchdowns this time. Um, but I, I still I, I say that with bated breath because I still think. That there's a fighting chance in those Eagles, like there was last year. Nick Foles uh, does have some sort of magic to him as well. So, um, and not to, and not to, you know, fret on that. But I just really think that, I really think that that big, I, I, they got the better firepower to me. I like Alvin Kamara. I love um, Mark Ingram. You know, the the receivers that they have there, that young receiving core. Drew Brees and the way that he's moving around, even at thirty, even at thirty-nine, almost forty years old. Um and that defense, I mean, that secondary, Marcus Lattimore, Eli Apple, uh Ezlone, uh that front seven, I mean, uh, again, that's probably the most complete Saints defense we've seen in a long time. You know, to go along with with a deep, deep offense. I just, I just think that the Saints are a better team, and they're, and, and they're going to show it. They're going to show it uh, on Sunday night. So, uh, that's why I want to pick. That's why I'm going to pick the Saints, and I'm, and I, that's my final answer, and and that's and I'm going to stick to it. So, with that being said, we're going to move on to another subject that that's really bothering me, um, and that's the NFL hiring situation. I mean, a lot of these. A lot of these coaches that you're starting to see get head coaching jobs. Yes, yes, I, I think that some of them are great, are great, great, great talents. Vic, Vic Fangio, who was a longtime Bears assistant, uh, got his first job um, with the uh, with the Broncos. Bruce Arians got a job with the uh, Bruce Arians came out of retirement, you know, to take over the the uh, Buccaneers you know, rumor is that rumor is that Zach Taylor will be the new head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, instead of Hugh Jackson, who I think should have should be the head coach there. I think he deserved more time at uh at Cleveland, but he didn't get that time. Um, Freddie Kitchens, who you yeah, I mean, if you remember Freddie Kitchens, Freddie Kitchens actually played football at Alabama as a quarterback and uh he's now the new head coach of the of the uh, Cleveland Browns. I this one this one was a real doozy to me. This one actually, I mean for lack of a better word, it actually pissed me off. Um and yeah, you can yeah, I, and I said it. yeah, this one actually pissed me off. Um looking at the candidates that you had Coming into coming in to this season That could be head coaches You know, Ben McAdoo probably could have probably could have got a second chance Um, Josh McDaniels who will never leave Bill Belichick's side I actually think that there's I mean I think that there's an actual deal in place for Josh McDaniels to take over the take over the Patriots Um, If you ask me, I mean, I might be wrong in that but I really think that there's a deal in place for Josh McDaniels to take over the Patriots once uh, Bill Belichick decides he wants to quit. That's why he hasn't moved anywhere to become a head coach. I also look at this hire as probably one of the jackass hires of, of, of all time. I mean, I, I hate this hire. And if it works out for him, great. If it don't, then then, you know, you set your you set your whole franchise back about six years, and that's the hire of of uh, Cliff Kingsbury to be the new head coach at the Arizona Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury just got fired for going thirty five and forty at Texas Tech. Yes, he yes he did um, give you the masterization of. Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he did uh, engineer some big wins. Yes, he did do some of the th- some of the good things. But at thirty-five and forty, as a college coach who was going to be taking over the offensive coordinator duties at USC, is now the head coach at at the Arizona Cardinals. Who in the who? My question is who the hell would even make this hire if you didn't if, I mean without knowing that you just committed you just committed uh, professional suicide Now who's to say he won't be a great coach but my thing is that you're hiring a coach who has no experience at at the at the top at the program. But his first coaching experience was a disappointment. Was his alma mater. And he didn't do two other alma mater. Thirty five and forty in seventy five games. Come on man. Yes you yes you did uh, groom Patrick Mahomes. I I get that. But that's no past to me That is not a past to me What's a past to me If you look at a Vic Fangio You look at a Vance Joseph You know Vance Joseph didn't even get a chance Um, At, at Denver to, to even make his mark I mean you fire him after two seasons I mean and then You know Miami's got a new head coach um, Cleveland's hired new coach, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor is going to be possibly going to going to the the Bengals, but you got a veteran coach like a Hugh Jackson, and you'd rather go with Zach Taylor because Zach Taylor comes from the quote unquote Sean McVay coaching tree. Sean McVay. Okay, Sean McVay, okay, he's a good coach. But that doesn't mean that the guys that come out of his tree, that he's grouped, is going to be great professional coaches. Guys like Sean McVay come a dime a dozen. They really do. And the fact that you hire a guy like Cliff Kingsbury, not and don't get me wrong. I, I like Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's a great guy. I think he's an outstanding person. But who the hell thought of Cliff Kingsbury to be the coach of the Arizona Cardinals? Who who really thought that? Who really that person in their right mind put that VP, put that CEO, put that owner in, in, into that kind of I, I, I'm sitting up here and I, I, I'm, 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 I'm highly, I, I don't have a, I don't have a better word for it, but be pissed because it looks like they circumvented the Rooney rule by, by interviewing Vance Joseph and the Rooney rule was put into place so that way can be looked upon as equals. There's a guy in, in Lubbock who actually who, there, there is, is actually a piece um, in one of the newspapers out out on the West Plains where it says white privilege has reared his ugly head again in the NFL. And that's what the hire Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury is not qualified to be an a, a, a NFL head coach. 35 and 40 as a as a as a head football coach in college does not bode well in any way. It just don't. I I can't see this going nowhere but south. I I, I can't. And the other part about this is that when are we gonna learn? <laughs> when are we gonna learn? You got some great coaches some great black coaches who are not coaching right now, who have since decided to move on from coaching because they're not getting the the opportunities. Yes, I know that Turner Gill retired because of health reasons with his wife. Yes, I know Tyrone Willingham is not coaching uh, anymore. And that's because you look at what Tyrone Willingham (laughs) took over. At, at Washington, you look at what he took over at at Notre Dame. He shouldn't have got fired from Notre Dame. He shouldn't have. You take them the two the ten wins two years in a row, and then you have an eight win season, and you call in Charlie Wise Even even pundits like even commentators like Dick Vitale, pundits like Kirk, Kirk Street um, Lee Corso, even Trev Alberts, even came out of the woodworks, and I don't even like him as, as I don't even trust him as far as I can throw him. Came out of the woodworks and said, "Hey, this this is a bad move by by my Notre Dame," and they basically set themselves back. And you look and see what they did. You've only been to one BCS championship game. You've only been to three BCS Bowls. You've only been to a New Year's Six Bowl once, well, twice now, in the 10 years since since he's left. And that's because you got the guy like Charlie Weiss who took over a bill that Tyrone Willingham did. Tyron Willingham went to a program at Washington where he thought he could change it around. Ain't got no chance. Matter of fact, he went winless his final season there because he had no chance. No chance whatsoever. And everybody looks at him like like it's his fault. I remember I remember a situation a few years back. Matter of fact, the year that that Hawk that Dan Hawkins was hired at Colorado, he had a ten and one Regular, he had a 11-1 uh, season with Boise State. You fired your, you fire your black head coach after one season, and that head coach was devastated. And that hire set your, set your school back eight years. It wasn't until Mike McIntyre got there that he righted that ship. He started recruiting nationally again. Which is what Dan McCartney did, which is what um, previous coaches did. You know, for for Colorado, they were able to recruit nationally, but you couldn't even recruit crowd for you. Your facilities are dilapidated. Folsom Field is falling apart. I mean, your end zone has cracks all in it. Your end zone where where seats could be at, where, where it's painted Colorado, that's cracking and, and the paint's starting to wear off. I mean, when are we going to do something new in Colorado? The question is, when is anybody going to do anything new in Colorado? I think the bigger bigger question is Who On the point Who in the hell thought That Cliff Kingsbury's hire was a good idea I really want to know Who thought that was a good idea I mean Come on man I mean really Cliff Kingsbury But I didn't even give Vance Joseph a chance you buried him like you buried Tim Tebow. And Tim Tebow won your playoff game. No one else has won your playoff game since. No quarterback anyway has won your playoff game since. And no Peyton Manning didn't win your playoff game. Von Miller won your playoff games. So let's let's keep this in perspective. Not one quarterback for the Denver Broncos since Tim Tebow won that game has won a playoff game for the Denver Broncos. Period. It was a defensive game. It was a defense that won championships at Denver. That won championship at Denver that year that Peyton Manning retired. It wasn't Peyton Manning himself because Peyton Manning had an awful game. Matter fact, right? Peyton Manning couldn't even lift up his arm over his shoulder at times. So how can you sit in and say That you're looking for that next great quarterback When you had one And because he wasn't a traditional Type of quarterback that you like You pretty much buried him You pretty much blackballed him out of the league And then You hire a guy like Vance Joseph Who Has been loyal to you Has been everything to you And you fire him after you having an eleven and twenty one record in two seasons. You gave the guy two seasons. This isn't soccer, guys. This ain't soccer. For real. I mean, let's think about this. This ain't soccer. I I, I don't I don't understand it. I don't get it. I'll never get it. I, I just won't. I I won't. It's just like the higher of Adam Gase with the Bears last year. I didn't get it. And after what I saw in the playoffs, I still don't get it. Miss Shubisky? Yeah. Everybody's excited about Mr. Shubisky. But you missed out on Patrick Mahomes. You missed out on, I mean, you missed out on Patrick Mahomes. You missed out on Deshaun Watson. And where did they get you? You got nowhere in the playoffs this year. Cody Parkey, bless his heart. War Eagle to the guy. Former Auburn kicker. The game on his shoulders. He did all he could to make that kick. Yeah, it was yanked. Yeah, it hit the post in the crossbar. But for you guys, you, you imbeciles, you... You keyboard cowboys, you you want to be hiding behind your computer, wannabes, sending a guy death threats, writing a guy's social media accounts, saying that that you want to kill him because because he missed a kick. Those li- those little BS things that you did. Those are the things that you do to your head coach, who put this team in that situation, Not to a guy who, yeah, he might have missed most, might have missed the most kicks in the league this year, but most of those kicks, and, I, and and I went through them, none of those kicks hit field goal posts. So, yeah, he might have missed the most kicks, but he field goal. So, for you guys to, you quote unquote, you quote unquote Bears fans who are writing this guy, you're not Bears fans. You're pieces of crap. I mean, to me, you're not Bears fans. You're probably not even Chicago citizens. You're probably from St. Louis somewhere who want to troll on, on Chicago. You're probably from Detroit. You're probably from Indianapolis. Want a troll? You're probably from Green Bay. Why don't you go cheer for one of them? Don't cheer for the Bears. We don't need your kind. We don't. That same goes for any fan who thinks that heckling uh, heckling fans, heckling team, heckling players because you bought a ticket gives you the right to say anything. And then when that guy comes up at you and says, "Why don't you step out on the field so I can bust your, you?" You know what I'm saying? You, you know who he bust you? You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Then you say, "I can say what I want to say. I paid the ticket. Yeah, you paid the ticket. But if you gonna step, you gonna step into into the frying pan. Prepare to get me tossed in the fire. And." I know I'm, I know some people are not going to like me for saying this but if you're going to be a fan be a true fan if you ain't going to be if you ain't going to be a true fan and you're going to throw rumors around and you're going to say you hate this you hate that you hate this and you hate that then the hell with you go find you another go find you another team to cheer for cuz we don't need you we don't that goes for the Auburn fans. That goes for the Bears fans. That goes for Falcons fans. That goes for anybody who say they're a real fan, and then you go and you do this, or you or you chant racist chants, or you or you say things that are so far out of line and so far out of character that it makes you look retarded. It makes you look stupid. I mean, I, I don't know what to say about that. I really don't. That being said, man, we're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk, we'll talk some WWE in another situation I don't like. Y'all stay tuned.
2: Your more ego. This is my tiger. tiger.
0: They cloud of dust. Number two, with offense in the whole nation. We option. Who got it? Nick trade Trey Mason. Who got it? Hey, what you know about? J. Wright. Chris Davis. Who? Ryan White. I wanna show you some. Some that's out of sight. Sit back and join the show. Well, lower, never take flight. We're in players to the lead. They all straight. Nick, Saturday, Tam, New Paul. Nick Marshall might just go soon as they hike it off. Or get that thing to Corey Grant, I bet he taking off. He Trey Mason might just come straight out that backfield. Fly right by your run, you over, go get a ad This the homo running Brown and Bo Jackson, Ready to line up on that field. Toad us action. Helmets clashing. Drop back, quarterback pass. Him. Might juke you out your shoes.
2: We shine, it's time that we shine, yeah. Let's be who we make to be. Stop violent, let's watch the beast. Let's be who we make to be. Stop about let's watch the beast. I just came to light it up. I just came to make a jump. Came here to show some love. To celebrate it my brothers, Yeah. I just came to light it up. I just came to make a jump. Came here to show some love. To celebrate with all my brothers, yeah. Am I shining bright enough? Yeah. I just came to light it up, yeah. I'm shining bright enough, yeah I just came to
3: light it up, yeah Light it up, light it up, light it up Yeah, I just came to light it up, light it up. Tell me if I'm shining bright enough yeah. yeah, I just came to light it light up Welcome <laughs> 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 back I'm to the Press Box to the Soulgate crew My name is Jermaine The main event is in the building 2019 is upon us New Year, New Me. Live by Taz Network. Yeah, check out the Live by Taz Network. www.livebytaz.com. Check me out on all my social medias. Uh, you check me out. My Twitter. My Twitter handles. Uh, J Houston Seventeen, and also Tailgate Crew. will have some interesting conversations with some interesting people. Uh, also got some uh. That's some fun. That's some fun things that I'm about to uh, come out with here in the next couple of weeks. My new blogs gonna be coming out. The weekend that was is gonna be coming back to you very soon. Um, hopefully, hopefully by the beginning of February, uh, I'll be adding in some content We're about my weekend that was, and uh, and also man, we got some other things going on. Um, in regards to, to show content and everything else, but, you know, I was actually, I was actually, uh, reading some things about the WWE and, uh, how they're going to change up some of the things and how the actual McMahon family is going to be taking over a lot of the programming because of the, because of the declining ratings. First off, the declining ratings, um. It's not because of the quality of wrestlers that you have It's the quality of shows that you put on here in the last couple months Um, The Greatest Royal Rumble was by far A fail Other than the fact that the Greatest Royal Rumble Was probably one of the best Royal Rumbles in a long time And the fact that we saw Titus O'Neal damn near slide slide all the way to the Dead Sea uh when he failed and went under the went under the ring. I'll have to show you that later, T Rex. So um you know that being said and then Crown Jewel was just an epic fail. Um <laughs> Evolution, which was an all women's pay per view, was to me was probably one of the one of the best pay-per-views that I had seen from the WWE in in the, in the probably the last 2 years. Um WrestleMania to me was was horrible. WrestleMania to me has not been WrestleMania since uh since you started doing stadium shows actually. Uh it it, it lost the intimate feel. Um and now with the Royal Rumble, this year's Royal Rumble becoming a stadium show um I, I at chase field in phoenix i think that that is probably one of the worst ideas i've ever heard um i think it's a farce i think that um when you did it at the alamo dome i thought it was horrible i thought it was a horrible idea and and it, it showed you only had 45,000 people there where you said you had 55,000 people um <laughs> Looking at, looking at you know the Royal Rumble and, and the Royal Rumble match itself. I mean, unless you have a guy like Kenny Omega coming in and and um, and debuting, I mean, the Royal Rumble is going to be crap yet again. And the fact that it's a stadium show on top of that makes it that much crappier. <laughs> I mean. I can go back to, I mean, I can go back to the last few pay per views, and just and just, and just I'll just, I'll just go back to the pay per views, and uh, we'll go from there, and, and 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 I'll prove it to you of how awful these pay per views have been. Um, none of them made sense. TLC was was a great pay per view. Yeah, I, I can agree with, I can agree with TLC. TLC was alright, but. The pay per view leading up to that. Survivor Series was horrible. Um, everything about Survivor Series was horrible. Crown Jewel was just stupid. Um, that was that was that was the, the uh, pay per view in Saudi Arabia. Um, that was just absolutely retarded. Um, Hell in a Cell was okay. Summerslam was was a farce. The Super Showdown show. Australia, I mean, where you had, um, we had uh, Triple H and The Undertaker in your main event, and that's supposed to be for the final time ever. But yet, you had to be in another match, in a tag team match, with Shawn Michaels and Kane at Crown Jewel, and it came off exactly the way I thought it was going to come off. It came off exactly the way I thought it was gonna come off. And which was absolutely horrible. That whole pay per view was horrible. Like I said, evolution, the all women's pay per view, I had no issues with that. A lot of people thought there's gonna be botches all over the place. No botches. The women's wrestling the women the women are hot in, in wrestling right now. And I'm not talking about the way they look. I'm talking about in the way that they wrestle. I mean, the women's matches have been have been showstoppers for the last few months. I mean, from WrestleMania from the Charlotte from the Charlotte match at WrestleMania, that triple threat match in WrestleMania, to the SummerSlam match that she had. I mean, this this for me. And then with with the addition of Ronda Rousey to the the fold and the way that she's wrestling, the way that she she operates in the ring, this this has been nothing more than a year for the women. And 2019 is going to be no different. I honestly think and I honestly will say and I will say this. I will say this and I will say this on air in front of everybody. WrestleMania, WrestleMania will have a all women's main event. Ronda Rousey will be part of it, and Becky Lynch will be a part of it. But I mean, I, I can honestly say that I honestly think that because that's the way that that, that, it's, that it's trending to me. Where women are gonna be part of the main event at WrestleMania? I just, I just really believe that. Now I do. I believe, you know, because you lost, because you're losing some top talent, and let's not, let's not, you know, get me wrong. You have some good talent in NSC, and NSC is probably a better product than 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 any of your two flagship shows, Raw or SmackDown, and that's that's sad. That's real sad, actually. If you if you think about it, I mean. Because you've got a guy in Johnny Gorgano who should be on the main roster that you had not even brought up yet. You have a guy like Tommaso Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa who, is your, who is your current NXT champion, and you haven't brought him up to the main roster yet. You also got some really good wrestlers on NXT that you really can't do nothing with because you're still trying to give – Pushes to old farts like John Cena Or You know, John Cena's trying to retire Because He thinks that His success on His role in Bumblebee Will carry him a long way Well, I mean It might, it might I mean, because I've seen Bumblebee And Bumblebee's a good movie did Johnson do a great job in it? He, he did alright. I mean, it wasn't like he, like he just just overpowered me with with his, with the way that he the way that he uh, acted. He did alright. I mean, he ain't no Channing Tatum. He ain't no no leading lady, you know. But getting getting back to to the to the point I'm trying to make is pay per views. Some pay-per-views need to go back to being arena shows, not stadium shows. I mean, I think, yeah, arena, stadium shows, yeah, they bring in the most money. And it's not like what it used to be with the WWE, where you gauge, your, you gauge how much you're going to make based on how much your WrestleMania check was for that year. It's not like that anymore. You got guaranteed contracts with guys who don't deserve guarantee contracts. You've gotten rid of gotten rid of some great wrestlers that should still be there right now because the politics of because the politics of the WWE that's part of the problem that you have. There's you got too many you got too many politicians, not enough worker bees, and. It makes things Difficult It really does You have some You have some wrestlers who don't even want to be On the main roster because They're going to be watered down Shells of themselves When they when they come up to the main roster <laughs> And that's the sad part It's very sad but nobody talks about that. You put the hands You put the you put the hands of you put your your greatest asset into a person who actually bleeds the business. Triple H has ideas that go far beyond wrestling. He wants to build the territory system back up in a, in a sense. I mean, it won't be the same anymore, but what he wants to do, yeah. I mean, there are some There are some. some wrestling organizations that are starting to pop up in areas where there are old territories. And we're starting to see a lot of that happening again. Are we going to get back to the territory days? Probably not. But in Triple H's vision, if you have something that's similar to the territories, like the NXT, like regional wrestling organizations, where it is territory-based, where guys can actually hone their craft and do what they can do to make themselves better better wrestlers, then by all means, do it. I mean, by all means, let's do it. But when you're finding guys who just want to be in the business because they hear... That the business has big paychecks And that's about it They're not passionate about the sport That's what makes this Sport not watchable For me This is why the sport is not watchable for me right now Because There's too much Of a bad thing Going on The product's not good Kayfabe's gone you pretty much broken down The fourth wall So, what else can you do? Yes, reality wrestling is here. I get that. But, you got too many pay-per-views for one. 12 pay-per-views a year. All you need is four. How are you going to make a storyline work if you only got four, if you only got 12 12 pay-per-views? Your championships aren't prestigious in them anymore because you have so many pay-per-views and the title changes hands so quickly That there's no prestige to them They're just like pieces of paper that's been handed out or like That one girl that everybody likes that keeps getting passed around from Yeah, you know what i'm saying. I mean, I I, I ain't gonna go no further than that, but y'all know what i'm saying or Or that one piece of chicken that all the poor folks got to eat off of—that one big old breast, you know. Everybody get one bite off of. Some might get greedy and take two. I mean, there's no, there's no honor in wrestling anymore. There's no passion in wrestling no more. You're starting to see guys from. What I call that golden generation of wrestling, the seventies and eighties, you're starting to see them fall out by the wayside. The Gene Oaklands, Goldman the Warriors, the Macho Mans, you know, British Bulldogs, Dynamite Kid, Kurt Hennig, you know, these are guys that, that we've lost in the last 10-15 years And they were all part of that That soul wrestling that I grew up accustomed to loving Guys who were passionate about the sport Guys who did not mind Passing the torch and putting people over You don't have that no more You just don't Got a few seconds here. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up this show today. But I was I was remiss on thinking about a lot of the memories that I have about pro wrestling, and in particular about uh, one Mean Gene Oakland. I actually met Mean Gene Oakland back in 1994 um, when he first came to WCW. Um, I actually met him in atlanta he was at center stage theater i had went to a uh, I had went to a i went to a um w c w saturday night um it was actually live on that saturday um normally they're on they they're live one weekend off the next you know like every other weekend i actually met him he actually came through the crowd at center stage and you know he met me shook my hand and then he asked the crowd, you ready? You ready? You ready? You know, you know, how, you know how it sounds. And then some of the wrestlers start coming out, you know, they're out of character, you know, but I always had something to say to Gene. They always had fun around Gene. They always did something to Gene, whether they were in character or out of character, they always did something. And, one guy in particular that I remember coming out was a young was a young Steve Austin. This was right before he got fired. And uh he was actually a television champion at that time. He came out and he asked he, he asked Gene, he said, Gene, he said, If I had less hair than you, he said i probably i said, I'd probably end up being a megastar. <laughs> and that was a precursor. To the Stone Cold Steve Austin gimmick. Because he was already talking about cutting his hair off. You know, even back then in 1994, he was already talking about cutting his hair off. But he was so over as the blonde Hollywood guy, stunning Steve Austin. And I'll never forget it. Oakland told him, he said, you cut your hair, I think I'll make you a star. <laughs> Lo and behold, attitude error came about. Mean Jean didn't make him a star. Vince McMahon did. So, that's one of my things about, about, you know, Mean Jean that I remember. He never was... Selfish. He, he always wanted production to go right, and I'll never forget that that uh, WrestleMania where he cussed when the when the sign fell down and hit him on the head. I mean, live TV, he cussing. Those are the things I remember about Mean Gene and his epic rant with the late Bobby Heenan. You know when they going back and forth. I just, that was wrestling to me. That that's that's what that's what wrestling was to me. And now you got them in. Now you got them all in the sky. You got you got Mean Gene. You got the Gorilla. You got the Brain right up there together, side by side. I mean, I miss them all. I wish they could be here right now. But that being said, thank you so much for being a part of this a part of this uh cast today. Um I wanna say a special thank you to the man T Rex, um, my parents, the Bennett family, uh, Hype magazine, C, C. Vance. Uh, Ray Baker Underground Sounds. Shout out to uh out Monica Brewer, of Phoenix Entertainment. Uh, and if you want to go get your taxes done, man, if you're in the Columbus, Georgia area, go see uh, go see uh, Monica Brewer and Raven at uh, at Phoenix, man. They're gonna they'll hook you up. They'll hook you up right. So uh, be sure y'all y'all tell them that uh, the main event. Jermaine and, and T-Rex sent you. Also, uh, special shout out to uh, to my nephew, Jamil Houston. Also to my other nephew, Michael Logan, uh, who had a birthday right after Christmas and uh, finally able to wish him a happy birthday on air. So happy birthday to you. Happy 21st. Um, I, like I said, man, I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. And with that being said man I hope everybody has a great great week Um We'll be back on the air Wednesday Um With uh With uh Terrence with uh T-Rex He's gonna be in the building on Wednesday I'll be in the building on Wednesday I'll be in the building on Thursday as well Be in the building on Friday Then I'll see you again Uh sunday night um i'll be i'll be on sunday night so y'all uh, you guys have a good again have a great week be blessed let's go tailgating